all you need to know. The Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning and happy Friday to you. You're listening to the daily morning update from Bloomberg Quint and I'm Alex Matthew. Just a quick reminder, and I'm sure you already know this, the union budget is going to be presented tomorrow and the markets are open for trade. So Darshan and I will be here bright and early to get you this podcast. But apart from that, don't forget to watch the budget live and then all the analysis of what happens on Bloomberg Quint. On to the top news. The World Health Organization called the outbreak of coronavirus in China a global health emergency, citing the risk that the sometimes deadly virus could expand to other countries beyond the smattering of cases outside China so far. The declaration comes hours after the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention reported the first case of human-to-human transmission of the virus in the U.S. in a woman who traveled to China and then infected her husband. As confirmed cases in China have topped 8,000 and the death toll rises to 212, nations and companies are taking drastic measures to stop the spread of the disease, with the tourism industry bracing for a worse hit than during the SARS outbreak in 2003. But in announcing the emergency, WHO Director General Tedros Ghebreyesus praised China's efforts to contain the outbreak, saying there's no need at this time for measures that interfere with travel and trade, even though many governments, airlines and businesses have already taken such steps. Back home, India's slowing economic growth over the past year could lead to a rise in defaults and slippages in the retail loan portfolio of banks, according to India Ratings and Research. The rating agency said in its bank credit outlook for the year starting April that the slowdown has led to slippages in loans in agriculture, retail and micro-small-medium enterprise segments. In another sign of the slowing economy and low consumer demand, inventory of luxury homes in India's top seven cities has increased. The number of unsold luxury units priced above 1.5 crore rupees rose 10% year-on-year to 89,200 in 2019, according to a report by property consultant Anarok. This stock is worth nearly 1.6 lakh crore rupees, which is about 34% of the total real estate inventory in the seven cities. Unsold inventory, that is. In international news, the Bank of England has kept interest rates on hold in Governor Mark Carney's final meeting, waiting for more evidence of an economic rebound before supporting it with a cut. The pound sterling jumped in response. Policymakers voted 7-2 to keep the benchmark at 0.75%, an unchanged split from their previous meeting that belied investor expectations that the decision was on a knife edge. Oil traders in Asia are expecting refineries to cut operating rates and extend shutdowns as the spread of the coronavirus stops people from flying or travelling by road. The slowdown is likely as a profit from making high-value products such as jet fuel, gasoline and diesel are plunging due to travel restrictions. In international markets, US stocks climbed after the WHO declared a health emergency but said that there was no need for severe travel restrictions. The S&P 500 and Nasdaq climbed about 0.3%, while the Dow rose 0.4%. This after sharp cuts on Wednesday. In Asia, the three early risers are positive, especially the Japanese equity benchmark, the Nikkei 225, which was up 1.8% last I checked. 
Now, back home, remember the rupee and the bond yields are going to be in focus too. Just as I mentioned here, the rupee depreciated about three tenths of a percent yesterday to end at 71.49, while the yield on the 10 year benchmark closed nearly unchanged at 6.56%. And with that, it's over to Darshan Mehta for the trade setup for the day in India. Good morning, Darshan. How are we looking at the start of the end of the week? Hi Alex, good morning, good morning everyone. The start seems to be decent. The SCX Nifty is indicating a positive outlook because Asia is doing well. The US markets also managed to rebound. But it's a big day for Nifty earnings. Uh, HUL, ITC, Power Grid, State Bank of India, Tech Mahindra, Vedanta. These are the six big numbers that will come out today. Among the other results, there is Jubilant Life, there is Arvind, Vigard Industries, Kansai Nerolak, Shopper Stop, AI Engineering and Narayana Rudale. Among the numbers announced, Tata Motors operationally results were below estimates, JLR margins disappointed. JLR margin was driven, the miss was driven by adverse forex movement and weaker gross margins. The India business weakness was driven by the passenger vehicle segment and the management has announced plans for further cost cutting of uh, 800 million pounds at JLR. Bharti Infratel results were in line with estimates. The numbers was aided by higher exit charges and higher energy spread. Higher tax rate led to a fall in net profit and tenancy ratio remained stable at 1.85 times. Marico results were in line with estimates. The margins were aided by lower raw material cost and gross margins. The domestic volumes declined 1% but the company expects demand to recover in six months time. Amber Enterprises revenues also included numbers from Sidwal Refrigeration. The margins expanded due to lower raw material costs, but the PAT was aided by the tax reversal. JK Tires revenues down 20%, profit down 60%, EBITDA down 8%. Even weak set of numbers from Bharat Electronics revenues down 17%, EBITDA down 53%, net profit down 58%. The margins came in at 16% versus 28%, and on that, on the back of higher raw material costs. The turnover in respect of some of the major projects could not materialize and that is why this weak numbers. Persistent system revenues up 3% on dollar terms, on the rupee terms it's 4.3%, net profit up 2.2%, margins at 8.7% versus 9%, so pretty stable set of numbers. Equitas very strong set of numbers, uh, NII up 22%, net profit up 47% and the asset quality was stable. Loras Labs uh, revenues up 38%, profit 4 times and EBITDA up 68%. The generic FDF business recorded significant growth due to higher sales from the tender business. MCX revenues up 16 profit up 32%, EBITDA up 88%. The margins also increased due to lower other expenses and the average daily turnover in commodity futures was up 16%. Among the stocks to watch and the big one today will be Kotak Bank. RBI has said that the promoter shareholding will be reduced to 26% of the paid up voting capital from the existing 29.9%. The voting rights in the bank to be capped at 20% of the paid up voting capital. Uh, so that is something that you need to watch out for. Extremely positive set of news coming in for Kotak Bank. Most of the brokerages have given this a thumbs up. Madhasan Sumi also will be in focus. There is a reorganization of business to demerge the domestic wiring harness business. The new company formed will have mirror shareholding. PNC Infratech has said that the, their lowest bid for an EPC contract in Haryana worth 639 crores stands cancelled. And MCX in which uh, college retirement equity fund sold in 3 lakh shares. But there's much more you need to know before trade actually starts. For that, log on to our website, bloombuckquin.com and click on the All You Need to Know tab and you'll be prepared for morning trade. Thanks, Sarshan. Well, that's all we have for you in this podcast. Don't forget, we're live tomorrow, like I said at the start of this podcast, so don't forget to join us on Budget Day. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a good Friday.
I hope you enjoy listening to All You Need to Know. Did you know that you can listen to this show on the IVM Podcast app? On the IVM Podcast app, along with this, we have a number of other shows which you think you'll enjoy. Listen to Cyrus Says with Cyrus Brocha as the host. Listen to Pesa Vesa with Anupam Gupta. The Scene and the Unseen with Amit Varma or Shunya One hosted by Shiladitya Mukhopadhyay and myself. Check out the IVM Podcast app to get more talk content that you will enjoy. 